the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Filling in for Arthur Idala today is executive producer of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Joan Pelzer. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour on this lovely, gorgeous Friday night in New York City, March 24th. And we're all laughing in the studio because... <laughs> Somehow the word meathead got played, and I don't know if that was meant for me or Sambolino or Alex. What was that all about? I think my snafu from the other days <laughs> made its way to Friday. Oh boy. That is hilarious. Well, I am so fortunate. This is Joni Pelzer. I am so fortunate that I'm sitting in the studio next to... Alex Garrett with some jersey that I do not know. What jersey is Oh, this is, is this? the Irish. I've needed the luck of the Irish the last couple of days. That's an so Irish jersey? Yes. Yep. What, Notre, Notre Dame? Dame? Ah, Irish. No, I'm supposed to know this offhand, right? Yeah, it's so a blue Notre Dame, jersey. Irish. It's not green. Former quarterback Tommy Reese, by the way. Excellent. So. Excellent. And I'm sitting across from the man with the best hair that I think I've seen in a long time, Mr. Matthew Sambolino. Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you since I've been up since 1 a.m. this you morning. You really have. And you <laughs> You are not a curmudgeon today. I'm not. I've, I've definitely been uh, working, moving, and shaking. It started I did with take the morning. a video of you, though. It took a video of me. I sent it to my wife. Yeah. Um, and you started the morning doing live broadcast. Live broadcast with Joe Piscopo at the Broadway House in Newark, which was a lot of fun. Why but, were you up at 1 a.m. to do that? Because I had to wake up early to go to the transmitter, to pick up the vehicle, pick up equipment, go oh set up my. early. And how did it go today? Joe Piscopo oh, was great. the it consummate professional. Consummate professional, very good broadcast, a lot of fun. I always Shout out to Catullo and Sibelia and Debbie. Al and Joe and Debbie were all there. It was, it was great. Great, I did great. not get an invite to that. Did you, Alex? Uh, yeah, I had some kind of invite, but Family Matters, I was not at the board today. But How's I your dad? He's doing really well, actually. Good, so good. That, and my uh, mama, shout out to Rosie and Al. Mama's doing much better. Good. She's got some good news with an x-ray yesterday. So we are going to have a really fun show today. We've got a lot of guests, and I'm so excited. Matt's, like, signaling me. So every time he signals me, I stop, and I pause, and I go, what, what, what? What does he need? But let me tell you what's going to happen today. Tell us. Arthur is not here with us today, but he will be back on Monday for that 
grand jury information, whatever's going on with the grand jury and Trump and Bragg and all it that. It just keeps delaying. We're going to bring while. him back on. So today we're going to bring someone in. I'm not going to tell you who yet till we bring him in. But segment one, we've got some information about what's going on with gold. Segment two, we are going to bring Hank Scheinkoff back. He is one of my favorite people. He and I are going to talk about Trump and Bragg and just kind of recap the week because I thought it was really important. Arthur is all about what's going on in the legal world. We got to give you a recap of the week. Then we have a very special segment three, which you all know about. We had a little technical issue on Wednesday with Aunt Moody and Uncle Al. So today, not my fault, not your fault. No, Aunt Moody and Uncle Al will join us live today. I had a conversation with them over an hour ago to prep them for our conversation. And then we are going to wrap up with some sports. And my friend Betty Amamian is going to talk about the Persian Parade. So That's with, a stacked show. It is a stacked show. But we're going to have some fun. We're going to go a little bit fast. I hope you're very good driving safely or getting home safely or wherever you have to go tonight on your drive. This is AM 970, and we are going to welcome to the show, I think for the first time, my dear friend and 47th Street Diamond District jeweler, Gary Cohen, Cohen Brothers Jewelry. Hello. I'm here, Joni. How are you doing? I am so glad to hear you. I understand you're on a train on the way home from the Diamond District. And it was a little crazy today, Gary. Why was it so crazy in the Diamond District today? Well, you've been to my place, so you, you get a little pulse of where it is and what it is I do. But um, the price of gold has been shooting up since this banking situation, which kind of, you know, it's common sense, right? Right now, people are afraid to have money in the banks. They're hearing every day about another bank closing, about another uh, bank that's failing the stress test, and they're pulling their money out of the banks. And gold is a pretty good hedge. You know, it's, it's a good bet. The thing about gold is, you could see it. You could pick it up. You've been to, you know, my place. You see I my have. neighbor's a gold refiner. And yeah. You could see what this, what these things are. And it's it's something physical, something that you can hold in your hand. I have actually gotten bank, rid of some can. of my gold in the past, but the prices weren't like what they are now. I'm understanding this is oh. like a six-month high. Uh, it's almost a historic high. Wow. I know gold has hit 2000 Briefly, it did hit $2,000 an ounce today. Um uh, I think it pulled back a little bit. Maybe it's around 1970, 1980 now. But, wow. you know, I think right before the 10 days ago, maybe it was in the low 1800s or around 1800s. So big jump. Wow, that's incredible. It's, 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 yeah. Are people buying jewelry now, Gary? You, you're asking a loading question. You're certainly asking. Um, it depends upon when and who you ask. But the overall answer is yes. And I think. For, uh, to a large extent, it's just because oh, we lost you for a second. Something that you have. It, am I am I there? Yep, you're there. We lost you, you for a second because you're on the train. You're on Metro North. Uh, because I'm on I'm on Metro North. Coming home from Forty Seventh yeah, Street. Yeah. Jewelry's to a lot of people's surprise has has been remarkably resilient, and um, very much so to uh, uh, resilient to the to the economy. Sometimes when you would think that the economy is really struggling the jewelry business really seems to be hanging in there you know people are still having birthdays and having anniversaries and getting engaged so um we're a part of a we're a fact of life and and knockwood everything is okay but the gold market is is really uh soaring or it's tough just things become more expensive like everything else yeah yeah well talk about expensive you know i was reading in the new york post 
So the dollar pizza slice is now a dollar fifty. So there's no more dollar pizza slice. Hot dogs are going from two dollars to three dollars. Pretzels from three to five. And coffee, yeah. even at like a little coffee cart, used to be about a buck and a quarter, a dollar twenty-five for those who don't know what a quarter is. <laughs> and now it's about like one seventy-five. I mean, that's not Starbucks coffee, a, mind you. Do you ever walk into a dollar store? Yeah, nothing is a dollar. You can, anything that's a dollar. Yeah, yeah right. Nothing's a dollar. And you definitely don't just spend a dollar when you go to a dollar store. I happen to love dollar stores, as I love Costco and BJ's. Matt, didn't you just tell me the other day you spent as much in a bodega that uh, you would? Grocery shopping. I, I, you know, the carts are now getting smaller, but the price is going up. I spent what I would normally spend at BJ's, which is in the 300 to $400 yeah. per trip range, at the grocery store. Wow. So, yeah, everything is Kinda going crazy. on. crazy. Well, uh, Gary, I think you have a good point, though. Gary is my very good friend, and I love him on 47th Street. So if you ever need anything, Cohen Brothers Jewelry. But, Gary, you have a point, and I think jewelry is something that will always make people happy. Like, I know you made a beautiful necklace out of my mom's diamond, and ga- I gave it to my beautiful niece, Ava, for her sweet 16. And things like that are special, and I think people will always do that. Oh, things become a family heirloom, something yeah. like your niece's pendant, something, a diamond that was grandma's or great-grandma's. Now you can wear it, maybe you can tweak it and redesign it a bit, but it's it's something that you can have, and it's nice knowing that it's been in the family for generations. Absolutely. So, sure, it's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us while you're on your way home. When I talked to you today and I found out about this, I said, I got to get you on as an expert to tell our audience what's going on. So, folks... Right from the source, right on 47th Street, Diamond District, Gary Cohen, Cohen Brothers Jewelry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Joni. Get home safely. Bye-bye. So we've got about two more minutes, and I've got Matt and Alex sitting next to me. We have a fun show. Isn't it fascinating? Because you think about the bond that the jeweler jeweler has within the family. He hit hit that out of the park right there, right? He made this necklace for my niece, Ava, and I was like, oh, I kind of wanted it to look like this or this. And he's like, can you, you can redo it. I can redo this for you in any way you want. Trust me. Give this to her. If she wants something different, the minute she opened it, I have a video, her face, and she went, oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I love it. And the way she did it just made my entire year that year. I just love that kid. So we've got an exciting show today. We are going to talk a lot about Trump. It's all over the news. I'm really not happy hearing that it's uh, that people are pushing for not to be peaceful, and that upsets me very much. This is my city. I well, love my was, city. There was, unfortunately, white powder uh, that was suspicious found in the office of in, D.A. Bragg. In so. Bragg, yeah. I'm sure they're being extra conscientious, very don't conscious you think? Very conscious over there, yes. Yeah, this, they've got to. They've got to. We have no choice. We can't take any chances right now. I noticed that um, that our mayor rode the subway at 2 o'clock today, and that's great. However, how about riding it at 9 or 10 p.m.? When that's when you really see the most people and when things could happen and without having 50 security people around you. You know, we're riding at normal hours. All right. We will be right back. Drive safely. Arthur Idala Power Hour. Joni Pelzer as your guest host tonight. Be right back.
Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible, that's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. DJ extraordinaire to play me some fun 80s music today. And you are doing it, Matt. I, I like to oblige. You do, but you're such a fun DJ. Like, I can just give you an idea and you just play it. So we are back on the Arthur Idala Power Hour with Alex Garrett sitting next to me and Matthew Sambolino, and I am your guest and host. And I know we know you love Madonna, right? I love so, Madonna. Yes. Who doesn't love Madonna? I'm sick of them making fun of her lately for her look. Like, leave it alone. Enough. Would they be doing that if it was a man? Right? Would they, Alex? Huh? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, think, I don't think so. so. I, don't, I don't think so. And Arthur, you know, talk about aging. You know, Arthur yesterday was all about the glasses. The glasses that he couldn't <laughs> find, and he had to use sunglasses that were reading glasses, actually bifocals. Uh, it was hilarious. I, I still think it's you. funny that Marianne said he has a falling face. A falling face. That's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, without further ado, someone who does not have a falling face, who has a very uplifting face and spirit in general, is my very dear friend, Hank Sheinkoff. Hank is our political consultant extraordinaire. This guy knows everything about politics, and I am lucky that you said yes today to come on this show tonight, Hank. Well, now that you've embarrassed me, I think I'll leave. Now I'm leave <laughs> I just love when I text you or we talk and we have an amazing, amazing conversation about what's going on in the world. Now, Alex just mentioned that some white powder was apparently sent to the office of, of Bragg 
today. We know that there's craziness. You've been on the show with Arthur this week. Arthur is actually going to, we were going to do a different kind of show Monday, but Arthur decided no matter what, he's got to do the show because the grand jury will meet again. They haven't met in a week. They will meet again for the first time Monday, and we do not know what's going to happen. Michael Cohen, some letter is out. We don't know what's going on there, and we hear that there's another witness going. There's also stuff going on in Albany. Apparently, Governor Hochul got a new list of chief judge candidates. So there's a lot going on in politics and in the legal world. Can you help us put some, like, clarity to this? Yeah, after about a month's worth of electric shock treatments, I probably can figure the whole thing out well. (laughs) You know, you and me both, Hank. (laughs) I just want to walk away some days. This this whole thing's a Rorschach for a screwball, I'll tell you, because it makes no sense. Right, right. So what is actually going on? Well, it depends on what. With respect to state government, this game has been going on for quite some time now. Well, it's at least since since this governor got elected and this legislature came back. Um, it's called who's really in charge, and if you don't believe me, we'll show you. And that's the legislature's desire to show the governor. And now everybody's in the act. Uh, our extraordinary uh, mayor, former mayor Mike Bloomberg, has put uh, some of his own personal fortune up. Yes, he has to help uh, to help to help Governor Hochul's. Uh, Plans get put forward to the public so at least they can have a reasonable discussion, which is an extraordinary thing. He's done extraordinary things since he's left his mayoralty, no question about it. Um, and now it, let's see if it all works. We'll be with Mike Bloomberg when, if it works or doesn't work. It'll be about Kathy Hochul and whether the arguments are any good and whether uh, the legislature will bend. Betting today, the legislature does not bend. Betting, there is no bail reform. There is no criminal justice reform of consequence. And um, frankly, the uh, things remain pretty much the way the legislature wants it. In fact, you know, there was a quote the other day in an interview by uh, that was done with uh, Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty of the Bronx, who said we're not going to I think he said we're not going to um, incarcerate our way out of the crime problem. OK, wow. We did incarcerate our way out of the crime problem in the 90s and New York grew. Jobs were created. But the city had remained um, you know, a place people want to come to. The state's exodus, the population wasn't what it, what it is today, certainly percentage-wise. Uh, well, you know, if we don't incarcerate our way out or we don't do something to clean up the streets, why should people stay here? I ran into a friend of mine on the street last night walking my dog when I got home late. And I ran into her, and she said to me, you know, ever since they put the new subway right in our neighborhood, there has been a spike in crime. Starbucks in our neighborhood, two different Starbucks that are right outside, one is right outside of one subway, the other is outside of the other, are being robbed and the perpetrators are going down into the subway and getting away pretty quickly. It's happening all over. My CVS is hit constantly and they can't do anything about it. And the police actually will not go in and arrest these guys. They're going to get right out anyway. So what do we do about this? Well, look, there are real problems of poverty and there are real problems of income disparities that the society hasn't dealt with at all. And New York, more than any other place probably in the country, has done more publicly to address those issues um, and put more money into fixing them. You know, those are real, those are real problems. But at some point, the hard decision is going to have to be made. Does the city survive and pay for itself in some way? Or do we talk about how there's some kind of social program to fi- fix all these problems tomorrow morning that have been created over, over decades? Right, right. Um, that's, that's really the conundrum. And the other part of this is the, the imbeciles that are talking, and imbeciles, like that fool, Jamani Williams, who really should be removed from office, who keeps complaining about school safety agents and thinks it's a 
a personal grudge match for him between him and the leader of the union representing school safety agents. And we have and a former somehow, school safety agent sitting right across from me, Matt Sambolin. Well, that Jemani Williams is a complete imbecile and really should be removed from office, if not, if not for anything else, but for theft of services because he doesn't go to work and he picks up a paycheck, right? Mm. That, and he's got a full, he's got a police detail 24 hours a day, I guess. Travels with him all the time, you know. He lives behind the walls at Fort Hamilton. Not a bad life, you know. Pretty good life he's got there. But he's uh, he's called school safety agents, I think, and I think this is correct. Um, perverts, um, thieves, criminals. Yeah. These are hardworking, largely minority people, largely women, by the way, in that population, mm-hmm. women of color, who work to support their families, who put their own safety at risk in many occasions mm-hmm. to protect our school children. And this moron, Jamani Williams, says these atrocious things about them. And people should remember that, and, and they should try to get, if there were a way to get him out of office now, we should do that. But if not, 2025 is a good time. Wow. Hey, I've got a question for you. So you That's know, Alex Garrett right next to me. Yes. Um, do Democrats support what D.A. Bragg is doing? Because I feel like he's let the city sort of run rampant and, and let shoplifting continue by lowering a lot of felonies to misdemeanors. So if he had the city sort of straightened out, would the indictment of Trump or pending indictment be as big a news story uh, because he had a city, you know, straightened out while going after Trump? Or because the city's a mess, he should focus on that more. What do you think? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Democrats or Republicans. I think this has everything to do with Anything, anything that a former president does, especially this former president who was the wood, the front page of newspapers in New York City, the headlines for, I don't know, 20 years, not 25 years, maybe 30 years, that anything he does would be news in the first case. In the second case, I can tell you about one Ramon Gonzalez, right, a fellow you haven't heard of, who I've learned about in the last couple of weeks. I hope I'm right, and maybe he'll sue me if I'm not, but I think he's been arrested close to 100 times. Um, for everything from petit larceny through to possession of uh, controlled substance to sell. And um, interesting fellow, a hundred times, his favorite place is to hit one uh, Dwayne Reed downtown and keep hitting it and keep hitting it. Sometimes he gets locked up twice a day. Now, the DA said, DA Bragg said that he would begin to put some of these misdemeanors these, into felony charges, i.e. you take 10 of them, you compound them and put them together as one felony to get this guy up the street. So maybe these stores will stay in business. Rather than uh, rather than give in to their get constant pilferage, but he hasn't do that and he won't do that. So that's D.A. Bragg. He's the guy. The first day in office, put out that wonderful memo that said resisting arrest would be quite okay, and you don't have to charge people for it. Ridiculous. So you have a guy whose whose agenda, whose job says enforce the law and protect the people and prosecute, who somehow believes his job is something else. He's like a lot of these other woke D.A.s around the country, and he needs to be removed from office. What this is is a smokescreen. If he if he's attacked by Trump and he's attacked by the by the Washington Republican establishment, which is happening, what that will mean in Manhattan is that he will be seen as a great hero by the electorate here. Who, if uh, if five people are shot in the street, they would say, ah, you know, they deserved it anyway. So once you put that in context, you understand why this is so important for Alvin Bragg. The crime stats he says are wonderful. We know how we feel right. as residents of Manhattan. Those exactly. of us who live here. And and this is just another way to get around. You know, this is a, this is part, in my view, of a brilliant election re-election strategy. Interesting, interesting. Look, we I just saw something that um, Adams rode the subway at two p.m. and I thought, and it was practically an empty car that at least was on this video. And I thought, you got to ride it at 
the times without all of the detail that you've got. Write it at the times that we're writing it. When tourists are, are on it, when they're leaving from a Broadway show, like I was in that area last night and riding at home at 9, 10 o'clock at night, it's a very different feeling. Riding it at rush hour in the morning, a very different feeling. And Arthur says this on the show all the time. If we don't, as locals, feel safe to take our public transit, we're losing our city. And I do not want to spend money taking an Uber. And I don't feel as safe, honestly, in an Uber where there's a driver that I don't know. I feel more safe in a taxi, to be perfectly honest. And I like riding the subway. It makes me feel like a New Yorker. Right, Alex? You ride it all the time. Absolutely. Matt, you ride it. I ride it all the time, but that's also crime in the subway is the main reason why a lot of employers with commercial real estate can't get their employees back. Exactly. You know, they are afraid to come back to the city. We had the chief of transit on the show, and we will have him on again, and they are doing an awful lot to help that. I am definitely seeing and feeling a difference. Cleaner. There's people cleaning. More cops. But they're not all over. You know, in my neighborhood, well, I'm on the Upper East Side. I don't see cops in my neighborhood on the street. Well, there's a, there's a reason for that. And we have to be fair to the, the NYPD and those brave men and women that serve. Put it in some context. They have been villainized. The guys exactly. that used to, guys, men and women used to wear white hats, now wear black hats. I agree. They've been villainized to a point. They're, they're, uh, the, um, and they're, by the way, in every, in every group of 30, some odd or 40,000 people, you tend to have a couple of rogues. But the overall numbers of, uh, of um, let's call it, uh, during an eight-hour tour, the number of assignments or jobs, they call them, that a police officer faces during that period of time, with respect to the number of confrontations, is de minimis in New York City. This is not Los Angeles, right. where, the, uh, where the culture is entirely different, number one. Number two, we don't have enough cops. So we have the city council people complaining now about police overtime as if it's I, I saw that, yeah. But, you you uh, need more cops, it, it, not more overtime, Right. Well, we don't. If you have more, we need time, both. You have less overtime. Number one. Number two, the real the real problem here is that the vic, most the greater victims are the people of color of this town. Why? That's where the crimes occur. And by stripping out the number of cops we have, it is likely that the projects, the New York City housing development, housing authority developments, are likely not receiving the kind of police protection mm. that they should have because there's no cops to do it. Thanks, Sheinkoff. You are are a wealth of knowledge and information, and I agree with you. First of all, I want to shout out to the NYPD. Thank you for the job you're doing. It is not easy. When I was standing on the corner with my friend Ellen last night, we both said, we say constantly when we see them, thank you, thank you, thank you. We know it's not an easy job. There aren't many people jumping to sign up to do this job, and we understand why. It's not easy. It's scary. Their hands are tied very often, but we do have to have that respect back for the NYPD. If people are not afraid of what's going to happen to them, they will commit a crime and they are committing crimes. So, Hank, please promise you'll keep coming on the show. I wanted to have some happy talk. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. I think that's pretty good. There you go. Have a cocktail and a nap. See ya. All the best. Thank you, hon. We'll hope you join us again either next week or the week after. Hopefully next week, I think, to talk grand jury. All the best. Thanks, Hank. Be well, bye. All right, we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere.
I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, executive director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. It's opening weekend soon for New York baseball, and it's time to have some fun. So we'll have some comedy and some baseball tonight on Fun Friday with Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough, and Radio Night Live. Dennis Prager here. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like it. The Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You and I in a little toy shop Buy a bag of balloons with the money we've got Set them free at the break of dawn To one by one they were gone Back at base, box the software Flash the message, something's out there Floating in the summer sky 99 red balloons go by I love this song, Sambolino Why did you play this? I played it because the singer, Nena, is 63 today Wow, 63 years old. That's amazing. Now, they did this in the German version as well, did they, they not? Did, yes. Yes, they did, yes. Luft balloons, right? That's right. Well, this is the best song to start this out. I feel very meditative right now. So, without further ado, I am going to invite to our show. We tried this on Wednesday. It didn't work. We had a couple of techie snafus. But I am inviting Aunt Moody and Uncle Al Muratori to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Welcome to the show, Aunt and Uncle. Thank you. Thank Welcome. You. I am so you, honored Aunt. that you said yes to come on the show tonight because I know you listen to Arthur and me and Matt and Alex every single night. Oh, that's for sure. Yes. And we also, special one day, we were able to call Frank from Staten Island you listen to his show at one in the morning when you can't sleep, right, Aunt Moody? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so Wednesday was Uncle Al's 98th birthday. I am just in awe that you were 98 years old on Wednesday. So happy, happy birthday. And I wanted to just, I wanted to bring you on for a fun profile piece because you two are so special to me and to mom and dad and Anki and everybody else. And I wanted to say thank you, first of all, because you are a World War II veteran, Uncle Al. You went at age 18, didn't you? Yes. And where did you go? I went there. Uh, well, at first of all, I went to Camp Stewart and then stayed there and eventually uh, transferred to Fort Bragg. And from Fort Bragg, where I, I was sent to uh, Europe. And uh, I was in the uh, 553rd Field Artillery, very heavy artillery. And uh, uh, the war was moving so fast that they didn't need heavy artillery that we had. It was 240-millimeter artillery, very, very heavy artillery. So they didn't need us anymore. But what they did was they said, go to some of the towns and make sure that there isn't any more activity going on. So that's what we did. Wow. And you have a funny story about wine. You were 18 years old. That's like my niece's age right now. I can't even imagine being sent off to war at 18 years old to a country you've never been to. But you have a wine story. I want to hear the wine story. Okay. So one of the towns that we went to, we found a place where they had hundreds and hundreds of bottles of wine. And, of course, we wanted to drink some of it, but we didn't have any uh, corkscrew to open it. But someone suggested, let's take our overcoat and put it against the wall, and the bottle has the uh, uh, hollow on the bottom of it. And let's try and hit it against the, the coat, you know, keep con- continually 
hitting against the coke, uh, coat, and which we did. And eventually, they put pressure on, on um, inside the bottle, and the cork came out just enough for <laughs> us to, to pull it out. <laughs> so that's How much wine did. did you drink? And, of course, then we drank... M- a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that story. And you weren't Thank even, you. well, I guess at that time, 18 was a legal age to drink, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you do? You came home from the war. How long were you there? So when I came home from the war, then I took advantage of the GI Bill of Rights, and I went to college. And uh, it was very, I was very fortunate because... They gave us $65 a month, and that was very adequate at that time. And uh, they paid all of the tuition, plus giving us that stipend. And what did you become? uh, What did you study to do? I I studied uh, to be a phys ed teacher, okay? And that's what you did? Uh, I did that, uh, but most of the time, the school that I, I eventually ended up in, had uh, three other phys ed teachers. And so the principal said, I'll, I'll fit you in in different categories. So eventually I became the dean in the school. Wow. And, uh, and where was that's this? My story. Yes. Where was the school, Uncle Al? It was in Belrose Junior High School 172. And how it long were you last, there? It was the last school before the city line. And I stayed in that school 20 years, and then I um, went to the uh, superintendent's office in District 25 and became an aide to the superintendent there. So you were a New York City public school teacher? Yes. Thank you for doing that as well. Arthur's mother is a retired school teacher, too. I was in the city system for 38 years, and I retired in 1990. (laughs) And so tell me how, Aunt Moody, how did you meet Uncle Al? Okay. Well, uh, my cousin and I decided to go on St. Patrick's Day. We decided to go to a dance in um, Rigo Park. What was the name of that place? Lost Battalion Hall. Oh, the Lost Battalion Hall. And that's how I met him. He asked me to dance, and the the rest is history. (laughs) He asked you to dance, and then did you go on a date? Yes, uh, yes. And then um, he asked me out the following weekend, and every weekend after that, and that was it. Really? And did you know right away that you loved him? No, I didn't love him right away, but I liked him. (laughs) (laughs) And Uncle Al, did you love her right away? Uh, Did I love her right away? Uh, I think so. I, 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 you know, I, I think so. And I understand you went to that dance by yourself because your friend I, couldn't yeah, go. I, yes, I usually would would go with my friend, but his father passed away, and uh, he didn't want to go out. So I said, "Well, I'll go to the dance." Well, I guess it was. We wouldn't inevitable. be here right now if you didn't go to that dance. Right. I guess it was inevitable that we had to meet. Because we're married now over 70 years. <laughs> wow. You guys are amazing. Years. 71 years. You had your 70th yes. last year. Your love story and your whole story is just so beautiful. I love spending <laughs> time with you and listening yes. to all your old stories. And you're both Italian. That's my Sicilian side when everyone says they don't believe that I'm Italian. 
<laughs> well, you know, we're, we're Italian-American. Yes. We are very Americanized. Yes, we all sure. are. We all are. So yeah. what are you doing to celebrate your 98th birthday? Oh, we're going to go out this, this the, uh, uh, tomorrow night. We're, we're going out to a restaurant with my, with my children. With your two amazing sons, my cousins, Bobby and David. Yeah, with my two That's sons. It, yeah. yeah. And their wives. And, and their, their wives, wives right. Doris and, and Joan. And my grandsons. And grandchildren. And Ben yeah. and Isabella. Well, Isabella is in Panama now. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, she's got a doctorate, uh, and she's working on... Uh, yeah, doesn't she study ants? Ants. Yeah. Ants, right. well, like the little ones that crawl. Some more ants now. Not, the, not like the Joni ant. <laughs> I am just so honored that you said yes and that it worked out for you to come on the radio with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Oh, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. For having us, yes. this is a thrill. And keep up the good work. You really appreciate it. I love you both, Aunt Moody right. and Uncle Al, stars of the radio. Thank you for joining yes. us. Thank you. We'll be Thank right back after this us. message. Would you like to go to Italy with Joe Piscopo? Well, let me tell you about this amazing tour. Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, and Palermo. That's the best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights. What a trip. Enjoy wonderful food and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sights used in the iconic Godfather movie. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. You'll also be treated to an intimate dinner for performance by Joe Joe Piscopo in Rome. It is so much fun. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Remember, a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. That's 800-431-1515 to secure your reservation on this very limited tour before it sells out. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. October 18th to 28th. 1-800-431-1515. 1515 or go online to perillotours.com. Is your car still under warranty? No, not anymore. My mechanic just suggested an extended service plan from Ox Car Care. Ox Car Care? Yeah, Ox will cover repair bills if anything happens to the car. Brakes, transmission, AC, or engine problems. Plus, Ox Car Care offers free oil changes, tire rotation, and roadside assistance. Wait, you pay nothing on repairs? Ox gets it fixed? Free oil changes, free tire rotation, and free roadside assistance? Yeah, you don't pay. Ox pays. Ox even has a 30-day money-back guarantee and is A-plus rated on the BBB. They handle their claims from start to finish, unlike those other warranty companies. The last thing I need is an unexpected car repair bill. I'm calling Ox Car Care now. Call Ox Car Care for your free quote. 800-294-7524. Ask about senior and military discounts. Don't get stuck with a major car repair bill. Call Ox today. 800-294-7524. Or log on to OxCarCare.com. Ox Car Care. 800-294-7524. 
Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Sorry, audience. <laughs> Tell us why you're playing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, Mr. Sambolino. So, I am playing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac because today in 1977, Fleetwood Mac released Dreams from their 11th studio album, Rumors, which became their first and only U.S. number one hit single. Stevie Nicks wrote the song in early 1976 at the Record Plant Studio in Sausalito, California in around 10 minutes on a day when she wasn't required in the main studio. I can't help but love this song. It's a great choice to play today, Sambolino, especially because it's going to be raining all weekend tomorrow. So, you know, today is also Steve McQueen's birthday, same week as my uncle, and Harry Houdini. Thank you, Matt, for always putting together such an amazing list. He right? does do a hard-working job at that every day. And wasn't day, it I'm William saying. Shatner's birthday on my uncle's 98th birthday? Yes, yes. it was and several days ago. how old is William Shatner? Do we know? You would believe he was 92. Oh, he's younger than my uncle, and my hmm. aunt is 95. Wasn't that a fun interview yeah, with Aunt was, Marie and great. Uncle Al? They are fantastic and sharp as tacks. I mean, seriously, sharp as tacks. So right now, I'm bringing on a special guest, my friend Betty Imamian, who helps put together each year the Persian Parade in New York City to celebrate Persian culture and heritage. And I've gone for many, many years. Mayor Adams has gone. The governors have shown up. And Monday was the start of the Persian New Year, which is known as No Ruse. So, Betty Amami, and welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, amazing. Happy No Ruse, Betty. Thank you. Nooruz Mubarak to everyone who celebrates and observes. And so I understand that you are, you, you sent out information about the parade. Tell us a little bit about the parade. And you've gotten a bunch of people and proclamations for this year, didn't you? I have. The parade started in 2004. The intention was to celebrate Nooruz, which in Farsi means new day. And it coincides with the arrival of spring, the vernal equinox. And that's when uh, Iranians and some heritage of harsh backgrounds and in certain sectors of the world, Uzbekistan and uh, uh, some areas of Afghanistan, they celebrate Nowruz and they welcome spring. But primarily Iran is the country that celebrates this holiday and it has no religious significance. If you're Iranian, you're celebrating Nowruz, something like, um, it would be something like the, uh, American Thanksgiving, if you will. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And the holiday lasts for about 13 days. So the intention was to celebrate Nowruz when the parade started in 2004 and to celebrate our culture and heritage. Well, it's a beautiful holiday. And I know there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And I know there's a lot of things that you are speaking out about that are going on in Iran. 
Um, but I, uh-huh. I wanted you on the show because I want people to know that it's not it's not Iranian people. It's the Iranian government that this is happening with. And you are one of my close friends and I, I support you fully. And I wanted you to have a bit of a platform to talk about the negativity surrounding it. And what can we do to help support the people that are really good people of Iran that are going through this horrible situation, especially the women right now? Well, thank you for saying that, and thank you for your support uh, for the parade that every year you have come. Basically, for the, for your uh, listeners who don't know, uh, a young girl by the name of Master Amini on September 16th, uh, because her hair was showing a little bit through the mandatory hijab or a headscarf that she was wearing, she was taken by religious authorities beaten into a coma, and she died. So since then, this movement has started with hashtag Master Amini that, you know, women's rights are human rights and women in Iran don't have actually basic rights that we have in the Western world. And from there, it just grew to become more and more of a protest and it became a revolution. Now they want the regime change. So it's not about the hijab. You know, if you're a Muslim woman wearing the hijab, we totally respect that. You know, our sisters in Iran are suffering right now. There's school-aged children who are very brave that have gone in the forefront of the revolution. And this revolution started by women. Mm-hmm. And as we speak right now, the, the past couple of weeks, they have had poisons that they have spread out in the school. So that, that's how they have dispersed uh, the protest so the girls don't start protesting. And mm-hmm. many have been tortured, captured, and they have been killed, or men and women, I should say, and also into, you know, forced confession, okay. or they have disappeared. Well, so now is the time the is about. and now is the time for people to come together and celebrate. And I'm, I'm honored to know you and to help you Thank celebrate you. No Ruse. Can you tell us, I understand that Mayor Adams is going to be hosting a No Ruse celebration this year. Is this the first time he's hosted one? Well, no, well, Mayor Adams, yeah, but the previous mayors, they have they have celebrated uh, no rules, uh, but we haven't had one in a couple of years, and I'm really excited about it. So it's the first time that Mayor Adams uh, has, uh, and I'm honored and humbled that he's hosting No Rules right leading up to the parade. Fantastic. And I'm excited. Yeah. At Gracie Mansion? It is at Gracie Mansion, and you asked the question about how can everyone support. Just keep the, keep the voice alive with this Master Amini and the Iran movement not just for Iranian women, for our sisters in, in Afghanistan as well, who are suffering, or any women or any of our sisters in the world that basically we, they don't have uh, human rights. Okay, thank you so much, and we will we will spread the word. And if people want to come and see this beautiful Persian parade with music and dance mm-hmm. and culture of the Iranian people, how do they find it? It's on April 23rd at 11.30 on 38th and Madison. And for more information, they can go on PersianParade.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Betty Imamian, Persian Parade. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you for having me. Now we're back on the Arthur Idala Power Hour, and it's time to switch gears a little bit because I don't have a bracket. <laughs> but I want to know what's going on with March Madness because it is just nuts. Everybody on, on TV that wakes up at the crack of dawn said they stayed up too late watching some sort of a game last night. 
What uh, happened? UCLA Alex and, Garrett. UCLA and Gonzaga had a pretty good one, but I'll tell you what. Gonzaga. That name always makes me laugh Gonzaga. because I had never heard of them until base, uh, basketball. I'm sure there are two games that the city of New York should keep their eye on and the Tri-State area should. Princeton and Creighton. Princeton. The Princeton Tigers I heard Princeton's are going to face nuts off right against now. Creighton tonight in, uh, in Louisville. And then we've got tomorrow at the Garden, the East Regional, between FAU, Florida Atlantic, and Kansas State. So well, the Arthur Idala cannot right? go see that game at the Garden tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Bummer. That's, uh... That's, uh... Bummer. Shout out to Arthur Idala. He's actually listening to us on the radio. And shout out to Chicky and Padre Lou. Is there anything else going Real on quick. in sports? Well, in sports, Major League Baseball about a week away. But you talk about culture, tomorrow's Greek Independence Day, so we got to shout them out today. Uh, and shout out to John Katsimatidis, right. whose yes, show sir. was on right before us, a lovely gentleman who hosted a wonderful charity event that we all went to on St. Patrick's Day. And they'll have the parade on April 30th, actually. Fantastic. So we should all go to that. Up. Yes, indeed. So I, we have how much more time do we have, we Matthew? We have two minutes. Matthew Sambolino. Should I read a quick Padre Lou libation sure. at the end of the show? Do you have anything to add, Matthew? Uh, I want to know what I, I sh- never call you Matthew. <laughs> I'd like to know what I'm we're going to be drinking this weekend. Oh, what are you going to be drinking? You ready? The forecast is going to be icky. You know that. It's going to rain all weekend. So Padre Lou is suggesting you fill an ice, uh, you know, you into your ice-filled mixing glass. I can't read right now. I'm tongue-tied. Two and a half ounces of preferred Irish whiskey, Jameson's, or there is a distillery in New York the first whiskey distillery since Prohibition called the Great Jones Distilling Company in NoHo. So you could go there and support local. You add a half ounce of an orange liqueur like Cointreau, Triple Sec, Grand Marnier, a half ounce sweet vermouth, and a few dashes of orange bitters. Mix it till pleasantly cold. Strain into your pre-chilled cocktail glass. He tells me how to, ch- how to actually chill it. If it's not already chilled, Put water and ice in it and place it in the freezer for a little bit and it'll chill it pretty quickly. You can also put some ice cubes in it if you need to. Garnish with a red cherry, a maraschino cherry, to brighten up your day tomorrow. Sip, savor, swallow, and he is saying that when the warm glow embraces you, give thanks to your Joni Pelzer comforter cocktail. So he's naming cocktails after me now. I love it. I love Padre Lou. I love Chicky Rita. That's how you know if you've hit the top. If you're being named after a Padre Lou Exactly. I don't need a sandwich. I need a cocktail. (laughs) There we go. Well, this has been a fun Friday evening for me being next to Matt and and Mr. Alex G. I wanted to just call you (laughs) G-Man. And you, Joni, are no meathead. Let me just say that. I know meathead. I know. What was that meathead thing in the beginning? Uh, You know, (laughs) slip of the finger here. All right. What are we closing out with tonight? Meathead. (laughs) You're a meathead. (laughs) It is Friday in Lent, so there is no meat today, by the way. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to say good night. Drive safely. Have a lovely weekend. Stay in and binge watch if you can. Thank you for letting me be part of your evening. Have a good night. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.